Welcome to Mac and Jack Talks NBA. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Today's topic is about the recently played NBA 2021 All Star Game. We watched all the events and want to talk about, in particular, the taco skills contest, the three point shooting contest, the dunk contest, and then the main event, the NBA All Star Game. To that, we really have a reaction. I would say maybe twenty to twenty five letters long, and that letter is Z or Z, because. Man, it was boring. Our grandparents fell asleep watching it and on their rocking chair. I mean, there were a few highlights, and we're gonna talk about it there. But overall, it wasn't anything too impressive. So the first game that we watched was the Taco Skills contest. And what do you think about that, Jack? What I noticed was, I can't believe that the shortest player was Chris Paul. A guy who's barely six foot. The second shortest was Luka Doncic and Robert Covington of the Portland Trail Blazers. He didn't even seem like he wanted to be there, and I think that most of the players, such as Luka Doncic, Robert Covington, Chris Paul, and like those players, didn't like even try at all. But what I noticed was that I think those big men has a lot to prove. The Monas Sabonis and Nikola Vucevic, I think that they wanted to show their skill set, so they tried a lot harder. I mean, I know Chris Paul is like really good, but he missed an open layup. That is ridiculous for a point guard. I mean, you might be clutch in during the gate uh, crunch time. But comes just chill. I won't rely on you, man. What did you notice, Mac? Yeah, shout out to Chris Paul. He, in my opinion, should be in the conversation of the MVP candidate this season, averaging more points and and more assists than even Steve Nash himself, leading the Phoenix Suns, who were out of the playoffs last year, to the second seed in the Western in the Western Conference. But as Jack said. Luka Doncic, Chris Paul, and even Covington did not seem like they want to be there. Luka is has never been known to be a fast, quick, or explosive player, but man, he was moving like he was underwater or an old Tai Chi man in the park. Like he was so slow, he wasn't even jogging. There was no way he could have won. It, like, dude, if he didn't want to be there, just let Adam Silver know, and he'll choose someone else. I don't know. It's a bit of a mockery. Even Shaq, Dwayne Wade made a joke about the fact that you know they should they they should have a skill challenge themselves. Him, uh, Kenny the Earl Smith, and and the Kenny the Jet Smith, and Charles Barkley and Dwayne Wade should have it with along with Shaq should have a skill challenge, and it would it would probably be more entertaining than that. What did you notice in the dunk contest, Mac? Yeah, I would I would have watched that instead. The dunk contest, uh, 
maybe instead of 25 Zs, I'll give it 20 Zs. It's still pretty boring. But a caveat is that it is it is very impressive. These guys are clearly athletes. And I like away, the move away from all these random props. From I think the NBA Slam Dunk Contest got a lot of criticism when Blake Griffin that year, they when he won as a rookie, when he jumped over the front of the Kia car, which really isn't even fully the whole car. He clearly could have. And brought a whole choir in to sing a random song. Yeah, that was a little bit of whack, so I'm glad they went away from doing that and more so just using their creativity to dunk. And yeah, they were very impressive. These guys are elite, elite athletes, the top 0.001%, and pulling moves and things that I could only dream of doing. They have the long wingspan, they have the athleticism and the height and their jumping ability. But still, overall, if we compared it to previous NBA slam dunk contest, it was probably one of the least underwhelming. I would say we have to go back to the year 2000 with some whack year where I think Jason Richardson won it or the, or the NBA slam dunk contest where they had to spin the wheel and they had to copy each other's dunks. Yeah, that was really bad, but this one is up there as well. Kind of a caveat as well. We understand this NBA All Star contest is not going to be as competitive. There's no fans with the COVID protocols. A lot of players don't really want to be there, so understandably so. But overall, it was a bit lackluster. Um, there were a few good dunks, but nothing too impressive. The Tracy McGrady throwback and homage was kind of weak, in my opinion. The dunk over the uh, the New York Knicks and dunk over Julius Randle and his dad. It was cool to see uh, his long wingspan, but he was jumping off Julius Randle and he had a long wingspan. He's a 6'8 to 6'9 half player. So it wasn't too impressive, I would say. We agreed with the winner of the slam dunk contest. The Portland kid was the best of all three. I would say the highlight of the NBA Slam Dunk Contest was a remark that I made and then immediately heard Kenny the Smith said that, wow, the Knicks dunker, his dad, is younger than all of us. And I would say, yeah, that guy looks really young. He looks like this rapper, but I, I his name escapes my mind right now. Naughty Pain, uh, he was involved with Kanye West's label. I, I forgot his name, but yeah, it was cool to see him have a young dad. He kind of looked like Kawhi Leonard a little bit. But I would say a suggestion if you want to make the dunk contest or make your dunk more exciting, you know what? You should put James Dolan in there instead. Oh, we would all love to watch you dunk over James Dolan. Maybe clip him in a little bit of the back of his head with your, <laughs> your shoes or something. We would all be cheering for you. And maybe even dunk over uh, Tom Thibodeau. And <laughs> Tom Thibodeau turns around and yells at you and then benches your ass afterwards. Yeah, I would totally would much more rather watch that than just dunking over Julius Randle and his father. That was really a bit lackluster in terms of creativity. You're just using your length to dunk over after the free throw line. Do a better job next time, kiddo. So, for next event was the three-point contest. Shaq even made it clear that most of them were scores, such as Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Zach Levine. Yeah, you know, 
I think that they should have focused more on making the money balls or even just the uh, stripe balls that was worth two points. It's like they don't know that the money ball was worth three points, which was ridiculous. And a lot of them did really poorly on the corners. It should be your bread and butter. Even the most average big guy nowadays would go to the corner and be able to make that at a high percentage. Even Spurs... Popovich, uh, 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 head coach Greg Popovich says the easiest shot to get is from the corners. So whether you're a set shooter or a guy who creates your own shot, you should be able to make those corner threes. Jalen Brown, yeah, he did well, not bad. He has a good form, but I believe that he should slow down his wrist flicking, you know, and follow through a lot more. Just like Zach Levine. First, he started out pretty poorly, but once he slowed down, he did a pretty good job by making more, uh, like, straight down the middle, right to the net shots. He had a good chance, but it's just that he started out poorly, so I hope he tries again next year. Maybe he'll finally win one. So what did you see? Did you enjoy the three-point shooting contest, Mac? It was alright. Maybe I'll give it 16 Zs. It was still kind of boring. But not all 25 Zs, 26 Zs. But I would say, yeah, these a lot of these shooters weren't really shooters. They were scorers. Um, Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell, their form is quite wide. And they shoot quite forcefully and they jump quite high. And thus, I think the three-point shooting contest is not really made for them. The three-point shooting contest, in my opinion, is for more graceful uh uh, light jumpers like uh, Damian Lillard or a uh, James Harden and so it was quite disappointing to see I'm not sure how they chose the candidates for the three-point shooting uh, a lot of them rushed the shots it seems like they didn't really put much practice into the three-point shooting contest and so a lot of them shot them really quickly missed a bunch of shots and then at the end they had a lot of time left over and then they shot them slow but most of them still missed one or two off that last rack. So it's quite disappointing. It was exciting enough, though, to see the uh, Mike Conley from the Utah Jazz really put a bit of pressure on Steph Curry in scoring 28 points. Sorry, 27 points. And so Steph Curry had to score the last shot, the money ball, to make it in and win. So that was quite exciting. It was exciting as well to see the level of difference in Steph Curry's shot and his range from the sprite ball that is worth three points. He nailed all of them because those long balls are easy shots for him. It was cool to see Steph Curry kind of go off and score 31 points in the first round. That was cool as well. And it was quite competitive. So I'll give them that because Steph had to score, again, the last money ball from the right corner to win the game. I would say, man, if Curry, if you were that confident, maybe do that turnaround and do that little shimmy. And don't even know that you win or not. That would have been cool too. But... um. Overall, that was, I would say, of all the pregames, the most exciting event. So on to the last event we want to comment about the actual NBA 2021 NBA All-Star Game from Team LeBron James of the West versus Team KD, Kevin Durant of the East. What do you think about that game, Jack? Yeah, what I noticed was I don't think Kevin Durant has a talent for being a GM because he made he chose his players really poorly LeBron on the other hand balanced out between dunkers and shooters that just shows you how valuable shooters are nowadays what I noticed what I got out of the team LeBron versus team 
Durant was. Giannis Antetokounmpo's perfect field goal percentage. 16 of 16. And even a, a non-shooter like him was able to go 3 of 3 from a 3-pointer, which was amazing. That just shows you how valuable shooting is nowadays. And the, and the rivalry between Steph Curry and Damian Lillard's like half-court or even farther shots. I believe that was pretty good. And a little fun fact is Team LeBron has won 4-0, whether it's against Team Curry, Team Giannis Antetokounmpo, or even this year's first-year GM, Team Durant. What do you see? Yeah, I want to point out that it's quite weird. I would say, with the exception of Steph Curry, Giannis and Kevin Durant are weird GMs, and I'm glad they're not GMs. I remember Giannis, he had to choose Chris Middleton with his first pick, but his second pick was the first time and only all-star Pascal Siakam. That was a weird pick. You had a lot of other amazing players to choose from. You didn't choose, which is crazy to me. I mean, I'm pretty sure Steph Curry was on the board. But anyways, I digress. I would say the most exciting thing about the NBA All-Star game was the three-point shooting from Logo Lillard, Damian Lillard, and Steph, the chef Curry, shooting those long three-pointer bombs from 30 feet and, uh, and above. I would say if only Kevin Durant chose one of the players away, so I would have wanted to watch them trade buckets, maybe give Dame three possessions, and then Steph three possessions, don't really play defense, and have them shoot long three-pointers to make it a bit more competitive and show that rivalry and show that changing of the game and of the of the three-point shooting contest. But unfortunately, it didn't happen, but it was still exciting to see. And it was also cool to watch the guards dunk. A healthy Chris Paul finishes lobs. A Steph Curry was finishing lobs. And Damian Lillard, we know he could dunk. He was finishing lobs. So that was cool as well. And I would say overall, the NBA All-Star game wasn't even that competitive because Team LeBron won all four quarters. And a caveat as well, as we know and talked about that, because of the COVID protocols, a lot of players and no audience, a lot of players didn't even want to be here. And uh, we kind of saw that and it really showed. So we didn't really expect the NBA All-Star game to be that competitive, but they need to do a little bit better. It was it was honestly quite boring, especially compared to last season's 2020 NBA All-Star game, where it was one of the most competitive and one of the best All-Star games in history and for sure in recent memory. So good luck again next year, Adam Silver, and hopefully all the vaccinations happen and all the audiences back. So thank you for listening to our rants about the evaluation of the NBA All-Star Game. Thanks for listening. This is the end of today's episode. Please like, share with friends, and subscribe.